everybody, this is a little bit of an extra episode here. The other night, the Shadowcasters Network, kind of Discord collection of basically all of the Shadowrun podcasts and content creators out there, did a 2018 end-of-year collection get-together, talk about things that we did, talk about things that are upcoming, and Shadowrun. It was a lot of fun. This is part two. I am on part two with a bunch of other people, most of which I had never met before, but was still great and awesome and all of that good stuff. However, here it is for you guys to check out, because why only give you guys half of the show that everybody worked so hard to put together? In the description for this episode, you will find a link to a Google spreadsheet that has information about all the shows that were involved, links to their websites and that kind of stuff. If they talk about a show that you guys also want to check out, go and check them out. Give everybody the love. I really want to be the one person that says, is it time? No. Now, now's the time for you to be quiet. Are we live? Not yet, but you're about to be, so shh. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome to the Shadowrun Podcasters 2018 Year-End Roundtable Show. My name's Bobby Frankenberger, and uh, here we go. This is the rowdy side of the victory. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure whether or not I would get through that very short blurb without you giggle boxes giggling over me. <laughs> Where can I say I'm a professional? Yeah, very professional. Um, hi, my, like I said, my name's Bobby, and I'm going to go through real quick right at the top here and introduce all the people. Let's um, let's make the stream look nicer. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to You know, that's fine. Also, I, I think we need to talk about how many Discord channels you belong to. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Phone calls constantly. Go back and listen the to part one. Go back and listen to part one if you don't know what I'm, what they're talking about. Um, the uh, So this is part two. I'm going to go through and uh, introduce everybody real fast and then we'll get right into talking about everything. Talking about Shadowrun and talking about our shows and just having fun um, looking back at the past year and all the stuff we've done. So uh, we have with us tonight on the show, uh, first up, Bamps, a.k.a. Rob. I, it, it's hard for me to call you Bamps. I'm so used to calling you Rob, but with without a net, say hello. Hello. Uh, next is Cassie Polehammer, the other Cassie. Um, I shouldn't say that, should I? You're equal Cassies. Um, Cassie Polehammer from Original Box Set. Say hi. Hello. Chris Henry from Crit Squad. Hello. <laughs> Mike Louie <laughs> from Drek Happens. Hi, everybody. Uh, we've got Nathan Blades from the Talent Agency. Hello. Hello, indeed. Damien from Violent Life. I was, I, oi, chummers. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of time to prep for that one. Um, but did, you still, still dropped the ball. Um, Oz <laughs> from Join the Anarchy. Hello, everybody. How are you? Hey, how's it going? And Palmer from Radio Free Detroit. Good evening. Good evening to you. And of course, uh, Mr. Johnson from the Arcology Podcast. How you doing, Mr. Johnson? Still here. Now, some of us, um, some of us are still here. <laughs> it's a cry for help if I ever heard one. Yeah. So we've, this is the second time we've done this with another group. Um, it's not going to be a complete identical show. I promise I, I put some notes here that would make it so that people would be wanting a desire listening to it two times. But, uh, we had so the many people. practice? Yeah. The first show mm-hmm. was practice. No, of course not. Those people are amazing. How dare you say that, Cassie? Um, the, uh, we had so many people this year for the 
year-end roundup that we – it's a tradition of ours at Shadowcasters Network, all of us. We love to do this every year. Tradition that's older than I. Um, it's been around since before I was there. And um, but, but we always like to get the Shadowrun content creators together and at the end of a year and just talk about the past year in Shadowrun and all the stuff that we do. It's just a chance for us to sit down and, and, and collaborate, talk together, and just um, share the love, right? But normally we just say, hey – Anybody wants to come on, come on, and we just make it work. Um, this year, that was that proved to be slightly more challenging. <laughs> uh, because there are so many amazing Shadowrun content creators now that wanted to be a part of it. That, uh, Like I said before, we always say, hey, everybody, just come on. Uh, this year, we had to say, um, guys, could you just only send one person from your show, please? <laughs> um, because there are too many of you. And uh, and then also, we had to even then still split it up because we do all this on uh, – we get together and talk on Discord. And Discord only allows you to have like 10 people on a video call at once. What, Discord? Your servers can't handle all the video streams? Uh, I hear there's this program called Skype. I uh, I hear there is a program called Skype, and it I don't know how. And I and it I, I also hear that it sucks. What? Um, Besides, can you imagine twenty of us idiots on the same call? Yeah, that's another oh, thing. Yeah, I don't do bottom rack. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, so um, we're gonna go through and uh, and we want to talk a little bit about Shadowrun. You guys want to talk about Shadowrun? Uh, so so i was thinking about what what we're going to talk about and there was something that popped up that uh we were talking behind the scenes chris um made some suggestions and one of his suggestions made me think of something there's this thing i've got a lot of videos on my youtube channel complex action um that um (laughs) youtube.com slash complex action um uh, Patreon. Where is that? <laughs> Patreon.com slash complex action. Um, Sounds amazing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've got a, I've got an old video on there I did a long, long time ago called what it was, it was early on in my content creation called what makes, or it was like 10 things that make Shadowrun Shadowrun. And um, I still always get a ton of views on that and people making comments telling me how wrong I was. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, I don't know. But I'd like to ask you guys. What you guys think really makes Shadowrun Shadowrun? Um, what what to you is is quintessentially Shadowrun? Um, I want to hear from. This may be a dangerous thing to to ask uh, Bamps or Rob, but uh, but I want to hear from Rob first. Bamps. Oh shit! Uh, so my favorite thing is the uniqueness to it, and even just in the talking while you guys were warming everything up. There was a lot of different things that were going on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to use D&D because D&D is popular. But you have your stalwart heroes of the land that have to save the world because that's mm-hmm. it. And then you have, like, the people that try to run an evil campaign that always falls apart because somebody's a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Exactly. <laughs> and then you look at what we've got here. Like, even just in this call, uh, Mr. Johnson runs, like, the oldest running Shadowrun AP that I know of that is – fairly standard runners doing things mm-hmm. uh nathan i remembered mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you were talking about you run like a shadow talent agency yes that's right or at least the guise is the fact that they're a talent agency when really right, right. they're just criminals <laughs> have you done a musical battle at the bands oh there is an entire episode based around eurovision it's glorious there you go. <laughs> well well speaking bamps speaking of of like some all the different types of shows that you can do your show without a net is 
is kind of different than the standard actual play, isn't it? Uh, a little bit. We started so a lot of times people will come up with backstories that are like, hey, you know, I was a corporate wage slave, and then bad things happened, and now I run the shadows because yep. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just pushed it back so that episode one is, hey. This is a bad thing that's happening to five people all at once. So your show is about the bad thing. It's you're you're the origin story. <laughs> kind of. It's bad thing. Pick up these five corporate sins, throw them in the trash, and you guys can now try to survive the the, the Seattle shadows. Right, right. Which is a cool idea. I mean, just wage slaves in general um, is is something that everybody talks about but doesn't explore a lot. I mean, I know. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think everybody has their own idea, and it's it's interesting to take a, a look at that. And um, and now I know you used to do, uh, Bamps, you used to do a YouTube series where you put GMs and players kind of unfamiliar with Shadowrun through a sort of like training camp, and by the end you sent them out on their own and all this kind of stuff. And it, I always thought that was a really cool idea. Is this show in any way related to that that you did, or did you get like did the idea come uh, out of it? Because I did that show where the idea was grab a bunch of people who want to play Shadowrun but don't really know what they're doing because the system's a little convoluted. Um, and then be like, hey, here, let, I'm going to get you guys together. We're going to play for a while. And at the end of every run, it's like, just I'm an open book. I'm going to pull back the veil, ask me whatever questions you want, and we'll talk about it to, right. to grow together. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my cast is from, that, from one of those series, and the person that twisted my arms, I, Mary Sue, uh... <laughs> Because I did that, she was like, that was great. You should totally do an actual play. And then twist, twist, twist. Yeah, and here you are now without a net. Um, <laughs> falling. Um, <laughs> like many of us are. Well, I need to make sure that I do this because I'm really bad at this and I've got it in my notes to make sure I don't forget. Without a net it, podcast, it can, you can find it on Without a Net Podcast on Facebook. Um, you've got a Discord server. Do you, do you just let anybody into that? well you should put a link to that in the twitch uh to the to the um the invite into the twitch chat and um and also the website is uh without a net pod.com so if you want to if you want to find that go out and find it um i think that uh one of the things that i love about shadowrun is uh and what makes we're talking about sort of a, a thread that might go through here is um, is what makes Shadowrun Shadowrun, right? And and that mm-hmm. idea changes for me all the time. One of the things that I really like about Shadowrun is that uh, is that Edge is like, I feel like it really is the mechanic in Shadowrun. Like, mm. like Edge is something that really feels special to me about Shadowrun and the way that, the things that I do with it and everything. Do, Cassie, do your players... Um, <laughs> In your actual yeah. play, use Edge very often because yeah. I know that I've played with people who don't the, do anything with it. And so, <laughs> so, some people have used uh, Edge in like your your normal ways, and, and like my like, some some of them haven't used their Edge at all. But my favorite one, the use of Edge, um, my uh, my brother plays a character who's like a a physical adept, and he also had uh, has a uh, taken time to learn uh, a lot about kama sutra and seduction and all this really fun exciting stuff to like kind of get in yeah and um (laughs) he he failed his seduction role 
with like in a really important moment that it just had to happen. You know, it's like uh-huh. you you can't fail, man. And so uh, he decided that he was going to burn his edge in order to succeed uh, on a seduction roll. On a seduction roll. So yeah, nice. he 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 burned the edge, and I I think that one of the things other than than you know the use of edge and how fun it can be to just like use it for really fun screwy things um for me is like i can create any kind of character that i want mm-hmm. like sure the yeah. character that i play in the a in um the podcast is a psychiatrist and like i don't even tell people oh like i'm a face mage it's like no i'm a psychiatrist and then like when i got to be on join the anarchy i was like man i could make like this thing and i could make or i could make this i was like i'm gonna be an accountant you know so, <laughs> so you could all these things you chose to be an accountant I was right. a, yes i was an accountant and, and it was amazing you know, and it's so fun because like you, you you say these things in going on all this intrigue all this like pink mohawk black trench coat but then you can come in with a character that you know even though it doesn't fit in this mainstream kind of idea of what Shadowrun is you can still make it very very Shadowrun so I like it a lot mm, right so real quick um, tell everybody about your your show original box set and uh <laughs> And let, just let them know where they can find it and what it is so that we don't forget to do that. For sure. For sure. So you can find um, the podcast over on Podbean slash original box set. I'll actually put it in the chat because it's probably easier than me just like spouting things out. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but um, if you're interested, uh, we also have a lot of stuff going on on our website. That's going to be even more cool things happening. Original box set dot com and where is my podcast link fools i don't know but yeah so um podbean.com <laughs> slash original pod box set is where you can find it you're gonna find it in the chat here in a second so i think i have like 60 episodes in there right now Dang and nice. um and so like i've been pretty slack in the past few months so sorry people for you know, who've been following and waiting patiently you're so patient and wonderful and i really appreciate you uh, <laughs> But this year, uh, this is the year that I'm, we're probably going to be finishing up the the whole story arc. So, yeah, this might be our our last, uh, or at least the last one with these characters, or or with, in this particular cool. event. So I'm pretty cool. excited. Um, speaking of Edge, so we were talking about Edge, and you just said seduction rolls and burn, burning Edge. <laughs> speaking of that, um, Chris, I, I want you to talk about Crit Squad for a second. I want everybody to hear about okay. Crit Squad. And then I heard something about you and your people and Edge that I thought was an interesting story. So oh, t- yeah. Tell people about Crit Squad first. Uh, okay, so Crit Squad is an actual play asterisk uh, in that we <laughs> try our best to cut out as much of the stuff that indicates a game is being played right, as right. possible. You're trying um, to trick people into... into... Well, no, it's, I think it's still pretty clear because <laughs> like, there's... For for every time, like, Eric or Lindsay gives an inspired, improvised like, character moment, there are times where I'm stumbling my way awkwardly through, like, trying to buy a gun from a shop owner. So, it still, <laughs> I think, feels like a game, but we try to, to condense the edit and cut cut as much as possible and then sound design it so that it sounds a little bit like the movie that plays in your head when you're playing a game. Sure. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. 
Yeah, and it's really great. Um, Twitter at Crit Squadcast, Facebook That's us, at yes. Crit, is Crit Squadcast, and CritSquad.com. Um, so I did hear a story that one of your players in your actual play has a very special relationship with Edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the character uh, Ben Gable, codenamed True Patriot, played by Eric Snyder, um, R.I.P., the character, not Eric. Um, okay, let's, let's clear that up. Eric's please. still with us. Um, but that character, I don't think ever learned a new skill, leveled up a skill, gained any more knowledge. Every single bit of karma he, he got throughout the course of, of his adventure uh, went to replenishing edge he burned as a result of, um, I say, faulty tactical choices. <laughs> Oh, Ben Gable. So, so was this a was this an intentional an intentional thing, or was it or was it just like, well, I guess I'm going to have to burn an edge again? Yeah, I think it was more like that. Like the you know the man had uh, uh, an a, an affinity for for flamethrowers and dynamite, and as, he as had his own narrative of what would happen when he tossed a piece of dynamite behind him without looking. And, I'm not really uh, sure in what context you might describe any of his decisions as tactical in nature. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair they were all about style, yeah, no, he just, right? He kept almost dying and not wanting to die, so he'd burn Edge and, you know, the narrative would come and save him. But mm-hmm. I think he only started with two, and every time he burned one, he'd just replace it. You guys but were I, burning Edge left and right in your very first session. Yeah, but I, but I like that idea, right? Like there was that, a lot. Uh, that uh, because <laughs> because raising an attribute requires all this time, right? Except for Edge, mm-hmm. Edge can be raised instantly at any moment, correct? So why not just say, "Oh, I'm going to need an Edge to just keep your Edge low um, whenever you need it. You burn it, oh. and then you buy it back." <laughs> that's that's game breaking. There, complex yeah. action. So I think I have broken the game, and it can be. Thank you, Catalyst. Or you're welcome, Catalyst. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Catalyst. You're welcome for the headache to fix that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, Edge is one of those things in Shadowrun that I that I think I really really enjoy. Um, Mike, I want to talk about Drek Happens. I have just recently found out about Drek Happens, and um, and how how when did you guys start, and and what and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so we started in November of 2016, and we just finished our complete. We completed the first season just last year, November. Nice. Um, and and the reason I started is because, well, so in real life, I have no friends that play tabletop games, and mm-hmm. so all I our friends relate. and family that know that we do this on a weekly basis, they go, "What the hell are you guys doing? And what is this weird thing you do?" So we basically just created this podcast to show them that we're not you know, cultist weirdos that we actually have fun doing this. Um, and basically by the end of the, like the first couple of podcasts, when we released it, my family and friends, they go, Oh yeah. Okay. So this seems like fun. You guys are still weird. We won't play with you, but you keep doing your own thing. Right. Right. And so, and we just thought that, Hey, it's, it's be fun for us to archive. And I guess, you know, even though we can't get any of our friends to play with us, we found such an, an immediate and overwhelming response from the community. And we're just so, um, like just excited to be here and especially in this like room right here i mean to be in the same panel as as the people in this room i'm just like oh my gosh i am like Aww. i'm making all of like celebrity Aww. status here oh uh, well well you, Yay. We, we'll do our best not to uh not to uh not disillusion to you, you. 
<laughs> no, not, not to grossly dis- disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I think that uh, a, a lot of us probably are are so consumed in tabletop culture that it feels like like geeky tabletop RPG culture seems like it's taking over, and surely it is getting more popular, but. But uh, I know that a lot of us, I know myself, I can relate to that. We have a lot of family and friends who have no idea what we do. And mm-hmm. and look at us like we're weirdos when we say that we're actually, like, making a show about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, so I can completely relate of, uh, to that. times I've had to explain this show as, uh, yeah, I do a sci-fi radio drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, right. That's a good one. That's not a thing. Right, I, yeah, I taught my folks how to play so that they knew what was going on I have, when they uh, would listen. So they, they learned how to play D&D to follow right. all of these. Right. Well, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Zoe, she goes to – she just started kindergarten. So she's in school now. And, you know, so I go and I take her and there's functions that you go to where you're around other adults and naturally people ask you, so uh, what do you do? And um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Those are always really fun conversations, getting them to understand uh, that I'm a podcaster and streamer, let alone that I do it playing games uh, yeah. p- with with uh, pretending that I'm somebody else. Um. <laughs> My mom used to think that uh, board gaming and all this was actually just some kind of form of gambling. And she was always like trying to wean me off. It was like, no, wow. you need to stop hanging out with your friends. <laughs> but it is addicting. It is addicting. Um, I, Absolutely. Yeah, but- my initial introduction to the concept of role playing games was stumbling across the Jack Chick tracks in the the, the church uh-huh. that my parents took me as a kid. <laughs> well, <laughs> satanic panic stuff, huh? They, that, yeah, the, those Chick yeah, tracks clearly worked on you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but not as intended. <laughs> yeah. Surely, though, the way to combat that and spread the love of the hobby is to introduce people to it, right? So, Nathan, mm. you're you are particularly i i know we were talking behind the scenes you're particularly interested in this sort of mission right oh okay yeah so like um the thing about having lots of nerd friends um just in general is that they are all very very kind of like genre savvy and in their head already have an idea about how something should already work right right so the people who play a lot of dungeons and dragons go into literally every other rpg uh, with the understanding of how that game works and then that colors their expectations of what they get from other games. Um, a decent number of the people who play in my show, The Talent Agency, had never played any tabletop RPGs before at all. And mm. they have done the dopest shit. So, because <laughs> um, they have no preconceptions of what this game is supposed to be. So right. they, it can be literally anything. Uh, and, um, currently, I, I was, I was gonna kind of launch into an explanation of what the talent agency is, but well, today. You, um, you should, you so, should do that actually, and then, so that, so people have context. Sure, absolutely. Um, I would describe it myself, but, uh, somebody on, um, the, uh, Shadowcasters Network Discord, uh, posted this message, and I feel it's really accurate. Uh, the talent agency is a podcast where a bunch of greenhorn runners take entirely legal jobs and somehow manage not only to make them crimes, but goof up in their own individual ways. It's pretty fun. Fantastic. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. uh, that is a really uh, Nathan show, The Talent Agency. It's pretty fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing yeah so so continue on so i uh i like this idea that mm-hmm. or i love hearing 
that you had a bunch of people who'd never played before because that's something that I am particularly passionate about is I mean with mm-hmm. the GM screen stuff I do on YouTube I'm obviously one of one of my missions with that is to take people who are not super familiar with the rules or maybe even because I have some mm. stuff coming up that I'm going to be maybe I'll mention a little bit later that is the goal is to take people who have never played before and I want you to to be comfortable with it so with Shadowrun mm-hmm. especially so since it's so impenetrable sometimes um, oh gosh, yeah, no, uh, I, I guess it's good to note that I, I play Shadowrun Anarchy, not actual Shadowrun, because, like, gays can't do math, and we're <laughs> <laughs> so. Shadowrun Anarchy is actual Shadowrun, alright? Yeah, exactly, no <laughs> doubt. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. When people say, like, what is the best edition of Shadowrun, I can't help myself but say, Anarchy! Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, that's true, that's fair. Um, but yes, the, the, the idea of that, the game being easy to learn and easy to play is a pretty big way of being able to get new people into right. the system. Also, because, um, we do a, a broadcast, essentially a piece of entertainment, and I wouldn't want to put the onus on the people listening to the show to understand how the game works. So keeping the game relatively simple, or at least managing to play it in a way where my players can kind of do what they want. And it's my job as the GM to kind of make that actually happen within the space of the rules. So people who go in blind, not really knowing how to play Shadowrun, that's perfect because you don't need to worry about that. You just need to kind of like roll dice when I ask you, that would be a good idea. But otherwise, tell me all the cool things your character wants to do. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Especially since, um, I, I guess within the kind of general terminology of like the Shadowrun community, our stuff is very pink mohawk. It's yeah. very, it's very kind of like absurdist. Um, the, the finer details of aside from it just being people doing legal jobs and ruining them. Um, the idea is that the, all the stuff is within the arts and entertainment industry of, uh, the UK in 2077. As you can tell by my voice, I'm from the UK. It's quarter to four in the morning here. Somebody <laughs> thank you, by the way, for that. If yeah. somebody went and put on really elaborate makeup at 4 a.m. to go to speak to a bunch of gentlemen callers on the internet, they might be a That's the first time I've been described that way, and I think I like it. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so, maybe, maybe. Yes, <laughs> and if you're listening to this audio only on a podcast somewhere, you should go to uh, twitch.tv slash shadowcasters network to see Nathan's amazing makeup. Um, that dress is impeccable. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to, I, I was going to switch, switch uh, gears a little bit. So if you have something else to mm-hmm. say, then please do so that I don't uh, step over that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, just to, to, to wrap up, uh, go find, uh, the joy in your cyberpunk settings. It's not all grim people smoking in the rain. Uh, yeah. You can listen to my stuff at thetalentagency.podbean.com. I will link that in the Twitch doobly-doo. And yeah. I will save it to my favorites. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so um, one show that's been around for quite a while that uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with and love um, – and uh, I, I know I love the work that you do, Damien, is Violent Life. Um, tell people about, um, uh, you know, like I said in the last show, it's 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 sometimes easy for me to take for granted some of us who've been working together for so long that everybody just knows about you. But we have so many different uh, creators here together at the same time that, that we're going to have a bunch of different audiences. Please tell everybody about Violent Life, what it is, what you do. Um, cause I think it's, uh, very different in, in, in the quality is, uh, 
Like, you offer quite a lot. I want people to hear about it. Go ahead. Thanks, Bobby. You're welcome. It's nice when we actually have interactions that uh, that aren't uh, taking the piss out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Violent Life uh, has been around for uh, – it, it's crazy because it does feel like I just started this yesterday. And we yeah. and Bobby and I were coming in on the tail end of uh, – or at the beginning of a kind of a new wave of, of people getting into Yeah, I think so. It. There was like a – I would call it either a – I would call it a third wave, which is kind of I still think we the wave we might be finishing – Right now, and mm. uh, we might be really entering a fourth wave. But you and I came in kind of at the same time. Yeah, uh, and Violent Life started off as the uh, uh, the shadow blog of a uh, a sixth world uh, uh, rock star uh, that moonlighted as a shadowrunner named Vendetta. Uh, we kind of spent some time finding ourselves on the show, uh, and so in addition to do it, continuing doing that for for quite some time. We uh, we started on a uh, Shadowrun audio drama. We were inspired to do that, and uh, uh, it's one of the things that I really enjoy about the world of Shadowrun is that I, I'm I'm not particularly attracted to the art of Shadowrunning. I mean, that's that that's the game, and that's the game that we yeah. play. But the, the real stories that I find intriguing are the slices of life mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. sixth world. What happens on the streets? What happens, you know, in the gutters? Um, and that's what I wanted to show in Redmond Born. So we we really grew, uh, uh, I think, a rather unique Shadowrun story out of out yeah. of Redman Born. Yeah. And then, as if all of that wasn't enough work, uh, <laughs> we decided to start an actual play uh, last year. Uh, that uh, Oz here is uh, is one of uh, one of the characters in that, as well as uh, Cassie that was on the first segment, uh, called Tales from the Stuffer Shack, uh, which is another slice of life kind of situation, but it's more of a comedic, irreverent take on the Shadowrun setting where mm-hmm. the characters are uh, clerks in a stuffer shack, and that's the entire premise of the show. Uh, but they kind of get into problems and work their way out of it and continue uh, perpetuating the chaos. Right, right. Yeah, so um, the uh, there's a lot of a lot of crossover stuff that happens between a lot of us and a lot of the ones that crossover exists are, are here in, in this group. And I want to talk about that in just a second, but we, um, we're talking a lot. Naturally, when we get together, we talk, talk a lot of behind the scenes stuff and, and things that you might not know. And one thing that people might not know is that Damien and I are actually very good friends. So Damien and I are very good friends. Um, we got into this, like when we got into the Shadowrun scene in the first place, we, yeah. we kind of like, I guess found each other and we're like, Hey, why don't we start doing some stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Um, I think the first time we actually, uh, met, met was when I invited you on to, uh, an interview for, uh, the, my YouTube channel and I'm um, you and, um, you and, uh, the voice of Vendetta Violent herself. So, yeah, and I was like, I was the first person that, that was on the, uh, the, the the cast list for the complex action actual play. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, but uh, th- it, it's kind of a joke. The reason I say that for those who might not know is any anything else that me and Damien do, we're constantly insulting each other so much so that fun fact um, on Ready Check, our World of Warcraft stream that we do, we now have one of our fans from the from in the show. He might even be here tonight. I don't I don't know, but a supless who uh, who's on the show with us now. He told us afterwards one time. He said. He he said that he thought that me and Damien actually hated each other, 
Um, and he was confused too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was so funny. (laughs) So I kind of love that, but, uh, but, but never fear me and Damien are actually quite good friends. So we're we're role playing. We're, we're very fake people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there's a lot of crossover that happens in, um, in some of the shows that we do invite. I think, I think violent life and the complex action actual play was kind of the, the start of that. Wasn't it? The, uh, in a lot of ways, it was like a little-known crossover between uh, Payday and uh, uh, very architect. Like it, we, it was very orchestrated uh, mm-hmm. between Payday and one of the situations that happened in one of the early Shadow Blogs. Uh, kind of crossed over in that. And since then, Payday being a character, you, the character you played in the complex action actual play. Yeah, he was like a shadow runner involved in taking down the studio that Vendetta Violent did her thing in. Right. Uh, but since then, we've we've crossed over to, to almost everybody at this point. I mean, and I uh, think, yeah, I'm sorry, Crit Squad came you through the Stuffer Shack. Crit Squad, yeah, <laughs> uh, not Crit long Squad. ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of the a nexus for a lot of these crossovers that happens is Oz, your show, join <laughs> the Anarchy. Like, like a lot of us. There's a lot of like your show being live and improvised and whatnot, and I'm going to give you a chance to sort of give the pitch in a second for your show. But but it's a really good place for uh, for all of us to sort of like like bring elements from all of our different worlds, and because because you're constantly every episode building your world mm. um, live mm. on stream. Tell everybody about Join the Anarchy. So Journey the Anarchy is here on the Shadowcasters Network Twitch stream. Uh, we're on uh, every other Monday live, uh, and we play Shadowrun Anarchy. Uh, we do it improvised entirely. So as GM, I show up with little to nothing uh, other than what I already know has occurred and what probably that meant. And then, uh, and then I just take audience suggestions and whatever we are kind of like, Oh, let's just insert. This is a good time to insert something. We just ask the audience or the audience might just be talking in Twitch chat. We're monitoring. And then we're like, Ooh, that's a great idea. And I think that maybe that's why a lot of those, um, crossovers have happened because um, the people that are watching also watch a bunch of everyone else's stuff. And so every, like it all just kind of cross pollinates and especially a first season last year, um, we had almost all of you, I think, a good chunk of you we had on yeah, uh, yeah. on that show as guest players. And we right. were we were rotating guests like every week. Mm. This year we've decided to just kind of take a step back and focus more on the on the players. Um with occasional guests I, here and there, right? With occasional guests here and there, yeah. But um I think that first season where we got to meet so many of you guys, that's really where like all of that just started to explode because every time we had a guest on, everyone was having so much, the guests would always have so much fun and it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's a great show. And I love doing it. It's like the highlight of my week. Yeah. We create characters on your show that we fall in love with just playing. Uh, most recently I was playing a blood paladin and I love that character. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, I think that like one of the things that I like about it is like, I can listen to what you guys are doing and then I can be like, Babe, is a Max it runs the shadowing and he's like, we should do this. We should add Canada into our game. We need to do that because it'll be so fun. So yeah, so, because yeah, I love because taking stuff too. Yeah, the great. nature of the improvised nature of joining the anarchy, it's almost like just a bunch of like people are sitting around and telling jokes and coming up with funny ideas and really fun ideas. Just mm-hmm. just sitting around like you're in your living room together. So it's so much, Instance, so much comes the out of Smash it. Smash Brothers. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, so I love that. Um, but, uh, one of the big things is, that c- came out of Join the Anarchy is like, I think our first official, like the first official spinoff show that is, that mm. has ever, uh, formed out of, out of any, any of the things that I know of anyway. And that is Radio Free Detroit that Palmer, uh, mm. produces down there. Palmer. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Palmer, Hi. you tell people about Radio Free Detroit and tell the little, the, a little bit of the story of how that started. Okay. Well, uh, Radio Free Detroit is a, it's a fully um, in-character podcast, uh, and it's also a podcast in-universe. Um, so it's something that exists in, in the Shadowrun world in which it happens. Right. And uh, it's hosted by uh, Ziggy Detroit, who's a Shadowrunner uh, and also a philosopher. Uh, he loves uh, panther cannons and ice cream and uh, dispensing advice uh, and just generally telling people to be chill. Right. I knew about Ziggy Detroit long before I knew that it was you that was doing it. Like, like right when it started off, all you you have the Twitter account. It's at Ziggy Detroit, and you should put that in the chat yeah. so that in case people don't know about it. Um, but uh, it's Ziggy Z I G G Y. This is for the audio only people. Z I G G Y D A T R O L L. Ziggy Detroit. Um, yeah. and I saw it all the time, and it was like, wow, this is a funny guy. Uh, who's doing all this like, like funny philosophy like shadow and philosophy but also it's you know you do it like in the voice of a troll you know and it's really or, or yeah. you know not a troll I, I hate to be a troll racist but um <laughs> but, <laughs> he's, he's a he's a particular archetype yeah. um he was actually based on a, a, a character that existed back in the late 90s uh and was relatively popular in you know the Shadowrun community at the time uh created by a, a guy called Blackjack Blackjack, uh, who, I know Blackjack. Who, who probably are the only other person that remembers. Uh, <laughs> no way, man. Brumby, no the way. Was that there shade? <laughs> there, see, now, now everybody tells me. Yeah, now uh, we all want to know him. Brum, Brumby the Troll um, was uh, the original troll Shadowrunning philosopher. Uh, so he was, a, he was an inspiration, but uh, I, I don't think that Ziggy is his copy or anything. Um, I, I sort of was thinking about him. Uh, you know, back in the early 2000s when I was playing third edition Shadowrun yeah. and uh, had this character that was like, oh yeah, he's like, he's like Brumby's son. Uh, and then uh, fast forward 15 years and I'm watching Join the Anarchy and I uh, join the Anarchy. Yeah, they do a little uh, contest. You can create your own NPC if you, you know, win the stream boss. Uh, right. So I was able to create an NPC. Uh, Oz and I talked together and I was like, I want this guy. He's going to have a radio show and it just, we, we just sort of were talking back and forth and it was like, this guy needs to tweet. Uh, so then, <laughs> then it became a Twitter. Uh, and then from there I was like, boy, this is just a lot of fun. I want this to be a real show, not just a show on join the energy. Right. And so you, but the, the funny thing is you write the, do you write the scripts for it? So what yeah, I'm, so what, you go ahead, you go, go ahead. ahead. So yeah, so I write uh, I write all the scripts uh, for it, and then uh, because I generally have a lot of uh, anxiety about the sound of my own voice, and I also heard Oz do it first, so I was like, ah, no, Oz, Oz, you are the right voice. Uh, so Oz uh, graciously said, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do the voice, 
Uh, right. So I send him the scripts. He sends me the lines. I do all the editing and post, and I put it up. Right. But you heard Oz do it first because he naturally played the character that you submitted for Join the Anarchy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I um, I wrote the original. <clears throat> I, like I, I mm. created the character and gave Oz an example. Like, oh, here's some stuff he might say. And yeah. then he, I think Oz, you said, did you just write that or did you copy paste that? You had it from before. And I was like, no, I just wrote that. <laughs> yeah, no, he cranks out those scripts like just so quickly and so naturally. And I was like, look, just tell me what you want me to say on Join the Anarchy. I will just read it verbatim <laughs> as though this was an actual podcast that's happening on the. So like uh, for a good chunk of our of our time. Yeah. Every episode we have a Ziggy introduction. Of some mm-hmm. kind that is somehow thematic to the show, which is so. cool. I'm a little disappointed you didn't give that answer in the Ziggy voice. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. aren't we all? Can you um, just say Ziggy, all Ziggy likes the ice creams. <laughs> so, um, so the uh, so <clears throat> sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Um, so Cliff, we uh, you have the. Probably one of the more popular, or at least one of the the longest running podcasts that we've all done, and uh, but but a lot of people might not know about it because we have a lot of new faces here, and I want you to get a chance to tell everybody about the Arcology Podcast. Uh, sure, the Arcology Podcast is a Shadowrun community podcast. It's about all things Shadowrun, mostly focusing on the tabletop role playing game. Mostly 5th edition, though we do episodes about uh, anarchy as well. And um, we also have a really, really long-running 5th edition actual play that um, I'm realizing has been like uh, we've been talking to all these different uh, actual play uh, creators. that I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here. And that we don't really edit out a whole bunch of the rules right. talk that comes up or the <clears throat> dice rolling. I mean, I edit like out the boring stuff. But uh, um, yeah, like the, the bathroom breaks stuff. and <laughs> yeah, or if we're just talking ad nauseum about a rule and trying to figure stuff out, a lot of times I'll leave those discussions in. But I, uh, one of the aesthetics I, I kind of go for myself is more like it, it's a good way to learn the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. By listening to a story, but but also um, it kind of gives you that vicarious living vicariously through us. If, if you maybe can't get into a Shadowrun session or because you're work schedule or find the right group or something though. It's getting right. easier and easier uh, with online options of playing, but um, you get to sort of feel like you're sitting down at the table with these players and enjoying the game and uh, getting to know the, the players as well as their characters in a way. Well, your, your podcast, the Arcology podcast was, was one of the true first true um, informational Shadowrun podcasts out there. I say one of the first, and I know there were um, there were other ones, but I can't. Rem- Suddenly, I can't remember the name. What was the one that uh, critical glitch? Critical, oh, yeah, critical glitch. Of course, was uh, it's kind of a one I, I see as uh, one of the main sort of spiritual predecessors of right. the archaeology. The way I, we were uh, coexisted at the same time for a while before they they ended. Uh, it was actually Stephen A. Tinner who started this mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. tradition of getting uh, the the. Uh, the podcasters all together for, for yeah. a roundtable discussion um, every year. Yeah, exactly. And we, we gladly carry on that tradition. But the reason I say I think that you – because Critical Glitch was in a lot of ways very, very much focused on sort of like uh, missions and, and there was a lot of like yeah. – G- But um, 
But uh, your podcast was really like one of the first ones to really just be like, okay, informational podcast for people who are interested in playing and running and just playing Shadowrun. Um, so I think your your actual play, the Ecology Podcast actual play, being leaving all that stuff in is really, I feel like, good companion piece to the the informational mm-hmm. podcast that you do the um because it's like okay we talk about this stuff all the time but here's the the podcast in action or here's the game being played in action and i know that i personally i found your podcast because that's what i was looking for i was getting in looking to get into run shadowrun again after a long break and i was like i want to i'm going to be gming it for the first time um, let me, uh, I want to get some examples of some people who've been doing it and I, I found your podcast and it was, I think it does a really good service to a lot of people and it's super entertaining to boot. So yeah, I just want to echo that same thing. Uh, Mr. Johnson, you and your wife, I mean, you guys are the inspiration why we started Drek Happens and, uh, even like the major bad guy for our season one was based on the lore that you gave us about the Black Lodge and it was just so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Oh, nice. oh, thank you. I, I never get sick of, of hearing people tell me that their inspiration for their show was something I did. <laughs> it's just yeah. like my favorite thing. Well, yeah. one of my favorite things. It's really good. I so, guess. Yeah, uh, I'm super happy you're doing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm glad to have played some part in that, however big or So I guess to round out, I guess I should say I'm Bobby. I do complex action. Uh, YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash complex action. I guess I'm also the co-host of the Arcology podcast now whenever yeah, I... That, that, was, that was a change this this year, I think. We we started mm-hmm. it, uh, or this last year, 2018. Uh, yeah. Referring well, to it as this year, I guess. Steve dead and gone, goodbye, never come back. Yeah, whenever I'm not super busy. I think lately, mm-hmm. the past couple episodes, I've been super busy and not been able to. But but Oz is also does some Arcology yeah. podcast episodes. The Anarchology episodes about anarchy. Yeah, those, so. yeah, those are informational um, episodes about Shadowrun anarchy. So if you're uh, curious about how that works or having trouble with the... Figuring it out from the book. Um, I mean, Join the Anarchy is a great resource to, to check out for that and, and a lot Don't of fun. Don't rely on we, my show to teach you how to play the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. So, um, and uh, yeah. We, so We actually just, uh, fin- we just finished recording the last of our dossier episodes. I haven't released it yet because I'm actually doing a January public release hiatus so I can catch up and build up a backlog and somehow keep up with my release schedule the rest of the <laughs> and just take a breather too. So uh, I'm not really doing that part. No, I'm <laughs> trying to build up the backlog. <laughs> right, right. Well, at least at least you're accomplishing some sort of uh, take the pressure off goal. But because um, you yeah. you do a lot of stuff around the community, uh, Mr. Johnson. So one of them is uh, Legends of Earth Dawn. I know it's not directly Shadowrun related, but people tell people about the Legends of Earth Dawn podcast that you do. It's a uh, Earth Dawn is on its uh, fourth edition, which is a really good edition of Earth Dawn, and we have a actual play podcast that uh, it's a lot of fun. It actually, uh, well, Earth Dawn being um, the idea is that it's uh, the last time magic was around before our recorded history. So the Shadowrun is the sixth world. Um, the hot mess we're living in now, we are, is the fifth world, and the fourth world is Earth Dawn. Um, and so there, there's, it was designed by FASA, who was sort of the company that, that made Shadowrun back in the day. It started all that, um, 
and uh, it, with, with the idea that um, kind of a different take on Dungeons and Dragons with some different ideas and aesthetics, and uh, definitely a lot of that sort of FASA influenced the uh, the world building and, and the, the the depth of that. So we have a lot of fun playing Earth Dawn, and uh, managed to attract some uh, Shadowrun podcasters and uh, some uh, RPG authors, including the. Um, we actually have the line developer for Earth Dawn as one of the players in the group, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Opti as a player. He's an incredibly reckless troll, or, I mean, orc bard, basically. Uh, Jules, uh, or Rainbow Smite from Seize the GM, who was in the last uh, hour that we did, is one of the players. And uh, Russell Zimmerman, who's an author for Shadowrun and Earth Dawn, is one of the players. So we've got, got a lot of... I don't, we've got a lot of really great players. We have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, I I do the GMing for it. We have a bunch of other episodes that were recorded and previously released. We're kind of like a version two of the of the, the actual play because I made the mistake of inviting too many people uh, <laughs> when I started the show. Much yeah. like uh, um, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I started to say that. Like, no, it's not too many. It's great to see all these people, right? Yeah, it, for sure. It makes it hard to manage and organize things, though. I think so. Yeah, I don't I, know. It was actually surprisingly easy to get everyone together. I had, I had. Well, that the was the problem. Right? List of way more smooth than Legends of Earthon handled it. So, right. yeah, <laughs> I, my, my initial idea was like, yeah, let's do an Earthon actual play, and then got people involved, and I was like, I have too many people, and so let's do three different stories and plot lines, and like. Then that got to be the people dropping in and out and uh, yeah, yeah, normal was, uh, keeping the band together messiness. And the one group that kind of held together the best is mm-hmm. uh, is this one. And now, now we're just sticking with that one for the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So that's... Uh, I, think, uh, I was about to say, I think you missed reading in between the lines, Oz. The only reason we didn't get this many people in previous years is because no, the people no. organizing it are piss poor at doing it, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, this is Oz's first time doing it, and he was just like, let's share the love. But for sure, for sure, it's definitely has a lot to do with the fact that there are a lot of people now making Shadowrun content, and that's, that's really awesome. That's something that we're very passionate about at the Shadowcasters Network is, uh, is, is content creators. Um, and we love to support that the Shadowcasters Network Discord. Um, is it, that was one of its first earliest missions um, mm. when we made it, uh, I think, more than just over two years ago now, maybe more. Yeah, um, that's the yeah. park. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, it uh, was originally the Violent Life <laughs> Discord. Yeah, it was. Converted it. Yeah, it was. And then I told you, I was like, hey, Damien, I want to do the Shadowcasters Network thing, and you and you think I could borrow your community <laughs> and we could just do <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so that's what we did. Uh, so speaking, so we were talking about um, what makes Shadowrun Shadowrun, and I want to hear from I want to hear from you, Mike, uh, with in uh, who does Drek Happens. Um, want to remind everybody that. But Mike, what to you? First of all, let me ask you first: How long have you been playing Shadowrun? So I played Shadowrun since like the, the actual tabletop game in college. So that was two thousand for me, third edition. Okay, so you started, <clears throat> started in third edition in two thousand. So started third edition, but then I took a ten year break, and sure. then uh, when I started listening to the Arcology podcast, and then the complex action to say, hey, "Well, how do you do these complex things?" Then it was like, "Oh, I get it now. This is pretty cool. Maybe we should create our own podcast based on our own adventures." That's great mm-hmm. to hear. So, what to you makes Shatter like? What is quintessentially 
the the thing about Shadowrun that makes it Shadowrun. Yeah, when I think of Shadowrun, it's definitely the story itself, the lore. Uh, to have a world where it's like somewhat our near future, parallel to like our past history, whether it's like how we screwed over the Native Americans or how the corporations are, mm-hmm. you know, rising in power. That's all something that's really real today. Mm-hmm. And this goes to the next step of like, wow, what if our world ended up like this? And then, and if we did live in this world, what kind of choices would we make? And so having that choose your own adventure kind of feel with that oh, kind right, of world, yeah. it's just so compelling to me. Yeah. Yeah. And Shadowrun... I don't know of many other games that uh, that do the the sort of like like you said near future. It's definitely a world we recognize and and I think actually I've talked to we've on my old podcast Sixth World podcast we interviewed Jason Hardy and got to talk to him about this problem or this challenge. It's not really a problem. It's more of a challenge that they have with Shadowrun, which is that it is our world in a near future. And so from addition to addition, they don't get to, you know, like D and D for example, they've, they've got their own separate settings. And when they come out with a new edition, it truly is just like, like they're coming out with a new, a change to the rule set or a new rule set or something. Mm. And they, they can kind of divorce that from the, and, and they might create settings themselves, but the rule system itself in a lot of ways is able to maintain a separation from the setting, but Shadowrun is very different and very integrated into the world, and it's and it's our world, and it's a world that we just can't hit the reset button on when a new edition comes out, right? So they have this challenge of maintaining that and letting the lore weave itself together with the rules, and it has to con- be continuous, and it's uh, it's it's a very interesting challenge, I think. Yeah, I just love how it taps into like our favorite childhood fantasies of like, hey, when I grow up, I want to goblinize into becoming an elf or a dwarf. (laughs) Or it's like all those legends, like those dragons and things like that, like they actually existed in this world and they are coming back. So it just really brings that that, that funness and that creativity to say, hey, if this was real, how would you play it out? Right, Mm -hmm. right. The, uh, the, uh, does, are there other games out there? I'm not familiar with any. Are there other games out there, tabletop RPGs is what I'm really talking about, that that mm-hmm. mix the the uh, the cyberpunk and fantasy elements together um, like mm-hmm. Shadowrun does? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think there is anything. Because I know that that was, that was one of the things they did on purpose at the beginning. It was just – that was inspiration for the, the world back in the 80s. And that was, that was also a marketing and, and selling point for the game was that it was you know, cyberpunk. You can, uh, you can squint a little bit and look at something like Blades in the Dark or probably a Savage World setting and mm. kind of get that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There has been some other games that have come up, but I would say that um, – they are uh, like D20 versions of Shadowrun, really, without being Shadowrun. Like, sure. it, it's less uh, an original urban fantasy as it is something that is inspired by Shadowrun. So what makes yeah. Shadowrun Shadowrun to you, Damien? Redmond Barons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. The, like earlier when I was saying, it's the gutters. It's the... The, the thrill gangs, it's the pink mohawk uh, mixing with black trench coat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's looking up at the far away corporate buildings and saying, maybe one day I'll be there, but knowing you never will. Right. Uh, it's all of that. That's Shadowrun to me. It's it, it, it's the old, uh, we run against the, the corpse in, the, in their shadow 
I think that's that's yeah, it. That, that sort of like that sort of like uh, um, existential Sisyphean, you know, thing where you're you're always trying to to get that next payday that's going to make you that's going to put you on top, and you're just never going to get there because the powers that be that you're even working for, they're just not going to let it happen. So, and then dealing with it with the confusion of the supernatural and uh, and and a world that's changed so dramatically in that years in such a, uh, a place as Redmond, I think yeah. really captures encapsulates the whole. The Redmond yeah, Barons really is a, a good thing to point to. I keep I keep stepping over somebody. Keep go ahead. That's okay. Um, I was just going to say that's that's what I like about Shadowrun is uh, two things. It's the Shadowrun is a world. It's not a it's not a game system. Right. Mm. You can you can play Shadowrun with whatever system you want if you don't like the way that it works. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why you know you could say I'm playing Anarchy. Well, it's the same world as SR5. Right. Um, but what I something building on what Damien said is uh, the central dichotomy of Shadowrun is. There, there are these shadow runners, and they're, you know, they're fighting against the corporations, but they're also at the same time the thing that enables them to do what they do. Um, so it's a self-defeating, yeah. uh, which, which is the to me the most dystopian part of the shadow run setting is that it's it's self-fulfilling um, by basically, and I, I try to bring this out in my show as well. It's like Ziggy does also not does not realize this that the by taking jobs for corporations, you're enabling them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think you're, yeah. you're right. I love that sort of, sort of kind of a setting in it, in it, and it's right. What, so haven't heard from you, um, Nathan, what, um, your show is a lot different in tone, I think. So what, I wonder if you have a different perspective on this, what makes Shadowrun Shadowrun to you? Hmm. Um, I, I think what what draws me to to Shadowrun um, specifically, like as a game, um, the kind of experience it provides through its mechanics of the idea of you are a team of experts uh, who are working together to do a specific kind of like crime or goal or heist, mm-hmm. separate from other tabletop RPGs, where your role in the team is being a mage, but you're that's different from your role of the team is being like a safe cracker. That specific experience is something that Shadowrun is really, really good at providing. And also your unique consummate skill might be being best friends with the ghosts. And that's pretty rad. Um, <laughs> but also uh, within specifically like the realm of uh, anarchy, um, the character sheet of anarchy is something that is a really a small thing that I think is really interesting where character sheets in games um, the amount of space you dedicate to things is actually an indicator of what you want out of the game a lot. So if a game has a really large space for kind of like spell lists, that's a really big representation of what that game's about. And a right. ton of Anarchy's character sheet is dedicated to writing down the personal values of your character and the things that they might say in given yes. situations more than the items you might carry. <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, the gear really the gear section on the so on the cool. sheet is like tiny. Teeny tiny. <laughs> <laughs> and even the mechanics of the game kind of kind of go along that way too. Like isn't in anarchy mm-hmm. you're only allowed to have like you're only allowed to have a certain number of pieces of gear, at least at character generation. Mm. Yeah. Of like notable gear and yeah. like skipping over the kind of minutiae of like, oh yeah, you're probably going to be the kind of person who has cable ties. You don't it have definitely, to write that down. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It definitely does emphasize like, hey, 
all this other skills and mechanical stuff, yeah, you gotta think about that. Sure, but but the the RP stuff, the thing that enables the story and the storytelling. Like that's what we want to talk about, like, and I, mm-hmm. I I do like that about Shadow. Uh, yeah, Anarchy. no, uh, yeah. Anarchy has been the best. Uh, I I play a lot of different cyberpunk RPGs. I just like cyberpunk as a genre and want to try all of them, and they're all good at different things. Um, and that's the thing about uh, about Anarchy particularly that I love a lot. Yeah, that's uh, emphasis on letting you just be the character instead of being bogged down in other things that aren't you being really fucking cool right yeah exactly so <laughs> speaking yeah. of anarchy and we're talking about uh 2018 um mm. and looking back and everything uh oz i know you got really excited about this we found out i can't remember if it was at a convention it was announced or or something but it it uh it actually it might have been uh, uh on my podcast, the six world podcast, when we were talking to Jason Hardy himself, but I know last year mm-hmm. we found out that, uh, that, that catalyst has decided to double down on anarchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, cause remember in 2017, when anarchy was released, they, they said like, this was not an assumption. They straight up said, yeah, we're, we got this anarchy thing we're doing, but we're not going to pay like, th- here you go. This is the last you're going to see of it and have fun with it. Um, yeah, it was just basically an, it was an experiment. If anything, it was just kind of like, fine, here, have this one off product. You don't really need anything else. But I think after the overwhelming, uh, well, I can't say overwhelming support because there are definitely still detractors of anarchy, people that prefer the crunch of fifth edition and the minutia, right, to to the uh, to what anarchy can provide. But there was definitely this renewed interest with anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that, you know, just wanted something a little more simpler, something that I definitely wanted. And that's really why join the anarchy was even born in the first place. I wanted shutter and anarchy to actually have a stage and be seen um, as something that is, you know, a, a good alternative. If your group, if, if shadow and fifth edition is not for you. And then when they said, I, I was excited. I'm not, I can't say I was surprised that they were going to go ahead and go for more shadow and anarchy stuff they, because they, they should, there's so much yeah. more that you can expand. Yeah. So. Behind the scenes. I think you, when I, when we would have conversations, you and I, uh, you were always saying that you were always like, no, I'm hoping that, and I was speaking from what they said at Gen Con when it was released. I was like, no, Oz, they, they straight up said they're not going to do anything with this, but you held out hope. You were, yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, yeah, I no. said my, my evil plan is that anarchy will at some point get the respect that it deserves and then be seen. Like we can get, we can still have Shadowrun um, and have fun with it in this way. If you're not having fun with it in this way and you can have fun with right. it, however you prefer, but yeah, like there needs to be support for it. And I'm glad it, that uh, it's happening. I it hope does, there's a second anarchy book at some point. That'd be yeah. I don't it's, know what would be in that. It's been it's been announced. It's going to be a Chicago what? book, actually. Um, mm. I, I, you haven't heard. Uh, I got to oh oh a, dang. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh, okay. cool. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, there's a book called Chicago Chaos. It should be coming out soon, and it's going to be um, a a bunch of new stuff like new mm-hmm. shadow amps and new qualities and all that. Mm-hmm. Plus like a bunch of lore on Chicago and, um, and mission briefs that are inspired by the Chicago mission storyline. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'll see so, you had yeah. a hand in that one, didn't he? 
Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So, Bamps, I got a question for you um, about Uh-oh. about <laughs> it's about anarchy, and you spend a lot of time on the Shadowrun subreddit, and a lot of people over there are are really into the the rules crunch. I know, and they talk a lot about it. What is the general feeling now that we're more than a year into it? What is the general sense and feeling about anarchy among among that community over there? So, I think a lot of the the talk about anarchy, from my feeling, gets to be, hey, it's a cool idea, but not executed well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, they they went with this queue system or whatever it is they used mm-hmm. when my suggestion would have been, hey, call up Pinnacle Entertainment and be like, yo, we want to make an official Shadowrun book for Savage Worlds. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get, good- I can understand that. I think I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of criticism for as much as I liked the spirit and the what I felt was the mission, I had a lot of criticism for Anarchy when it first came came out and and uh, with that little um, sample rule set that we got at Gen Con in 2017 and and whatnot. But um, so I, I'm not surprised to hear that. I, I guess I'm not surprised to hear negativity from Reddit at all. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so full disclosure, I haven't read like the entire book, but right, sure. when they released those. Uh, the pre-gen characters and stuff. It's like, these are cues and stuff about your character. And I'm reading it and I'm like, I, this doesn't tell me anything about this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about yeah, the examples that they gave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They were just, they weren't, they didn't really specify what they didn't, they weren't different. They're differentiating. So I, I catch that. lines a lot of times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that, so I, the, the book didn't do a fantastic job of explaining how to play it. <laughs> who were totally new yeah. completely to Shadowrun. They kind of yeah. assumed that you already knew how to play Shadowrun. Mm. Uh, and that you only got this book. Yeah, and really. you just got this book because you don't want to deal with 5th edition anymore and you just want to play something yeah. lighter. You just bust out that's, that's the second problem. Yeah. Is, that was my biggest criticism is that I felt like, what are you trying, what's your goal here? Are you just trying to are you just trying to get, yeah, and I, it just felt that way, yeah. So I agree like, with that. Um, I'm buying the Shadowrun Anarchy book, but I really also have to buy at least the core mm-hmm. rule book to sure, sure, yeah. to know what's going on. Right. Or, you know, spend hours listening to various podcasts that talk about the, the right. setting so I can mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's it. I think the like the, the intro to the setting in the book is one of the is, is mm-hmm. the best and most concise mm-hmm. introduction to the Shadowrun setting in yeah, yeah. I've pointed yeah. people at it, like just oh, you want to play regular Shadowrun, but here, go read these twenty pages in the Anarchy book, and then come back and start again with uh, you know, listen to Optimus mm-hmm. podcast, and then go from there because uh, right. it gives a good basis. Like if you if you want to jump in, like it, it's you know, sometimes you don't want to spend five weeks preparing for a game. You want to pick up the book, read it the night before, and do some crazy things the next day. Um, yeah. And with anarchy, you can yeah. do that. Um, yeah, you don't you don't know everything about it, but that's fine. You just do what you want. I think that like a lot of what's happening now is because there has been such a move recently with, for example, fifth edition D and D to have a rules light system. Like mm. instead of like thinking how they could make uh, Shadowrun rules light, they were like, we have to push this out right now um, yeah. because you, people that's what people are looking for, and so we have to have something that people will latch on to. Um, they didn't mm-hmm. even like make their own system for it. They, exactly. Yeah. They took another system. Mm-hmm. And when I look at this, the problems and issues that Anarchy has, and then I look at 
the two different blades in the dark hack or Shadowrun, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know blades is a. I, I go on about it all the time, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's. I know that these mechanics are. I know that these mechanics are super, super solid, mm-hmm. and it's just like a stone's throw away from what how Shadowrun is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's really say that they just took an ex- another existing system and stuck Shadowrun on it, though. I mean, it's it's it, it's sort of, it has a good chunk of its inspiration from the Q system that they use for the um uh the Valiant Cos- cosmic system. patrol oh, and Valiant. cosmic patrol, mm-hmm, yeah. but but those are also very different. They don't use dice pools. They don't. I, I guess yeah. Well. Well, I feel like I, I'm not going to argue that the presentation of Anarchy is fantastic. Sure, but mm-hmm. that said, the what it it did what it set out to do was to make a narrative rules light RPG system for Shadowrun that feels like you're playing Shadowrun. Right. The only thing is, yeah, there's a lot of holes that need to be filled, and those holes can really only be and filled that, by someone that already knows Shadowrun. That, mm, that's okay. also part of the Shadowrun experience. That's funny. I think that is a good note for us to to end on. I do agree that uh, Anarchy did a really, really good job. And in a lot of ways, 2018 was the year of Anarchy um, mm-hmm. because uh, it was introduced late in 2017. And, and we've really – 2018 has been a really good time for – for everybody to kind of just for it to marinate and for people to really get dig in and get their hands on it. I mean, not only do we have join the anarchy, which was it's Junie anarchy started before 2018, but uh, we've got uh, we've now got the talent agency and um, and uh, and which lots wouldn't have been the thing unless I, I, I um, my initial like um, when I read the book through and was like, I need to see how somebody plays this or I'm just going to like explode. I'm never going to understand this shit. Mm-hmm. And then saw join the anarchy. And it's like, right. Okay. Is right. this how tabletop RPGs are now? Fascinating. Right. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I've said it before I, and I mean it. This is not an exaggeration. I mean it that Oz, our, our very own Oz is the, is the world expert on anarchy. He's, uh, <laughs> I think he has of anyone out there probably the most experience with it and the most hacking of it and making it work and, uh, and all that kind of stuff because you love it and you want it to be better. Um, yeah. So I, I had a lot of fun running a game of it at Gen Con actually for the fans. Uh, we got if, this group yeah. of like eight or nine people together and yeah, I mean, it was, it was a blast. We played, yeah, we did a run against Neonet in two hours. Yeah. Eight people. The, uh, and it was one of the best games I've ever played of Anarchy. I went to, to Origins with Oz in 2017 and Gen Con with Oz in 2018. And if you ever end up at, um, uh, a gaming convention with Oz and you want to play Anarchy, it's not hard. He, he, he runs into the Shadowrun room and says, give me a free table. And, uh, <laughs> and he just like, like guerrilla style, um, goes and finds people to run. Like he just loves it that much. So, uh, and he wants to sh- introduce it to people. Cause that's the great thing, right? You try to get people who are just mm-hmm. excited to play it and, uh, show it yeah. to them. So, Shadowrun to play Shadowrun. If this is any indication, uh, for EtherCon this last year, uh, back in November, it's, uh, just an all online game convention. Um, they had Jason Hardy running uh, a game of Shatter, and I got in on it with, uh, Hayes. We had a good time with it. And 
Uh, it turned out he was running a Shadowrun uh, Chicago mission, but using anarchy for it. Awesome. That's nice. really cool. So, the one and only time, and the first I've actually gotten the chance to, to play a game of Shadowrun with Jason Hardy, uh, he was running Anarchy. Yeah. So I was pretty pretty happy with that. It ran really well. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's a good thing on the bucket list, the notch in the belt, right? Get it, getting to play Shadowrun with the Shadowrun line developer. So, mm-hmm. so, so I'd say that's good. So, sorry to butt in, but I know you were trying to wrap it up because we mm-hmm. are going over time. Yep. Should we maybe be able to talk about uh, upcoming stuff or 2019 Yeah, so what I'm about stuff? to do, um, thank you for getting us back on track, Damien. What I'm about to do is um, run our... 30 for this man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to outro music here, and I'm going to go through and uh, give everybody one last chance to either plug the stuff they're doing now or promote mm-hmm. anything that, that might be coming up. So uh, without further ado... Um, thank you guys for uh, for coming and hanging out tonight for our mm-hmm. 2018 year end roundup that we do at the beginning of 2019 at the year end at the beginning of the year um, because that's how it goes man scheduling <laughs> it's December is the end of the year how do you do year end stuff with at the end of December when everybody's doing holiday stuff that's what our problem yeah. is yeah have you <laughs> found a free week at the end of December because shy sure as fuck have <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go around the table one last time and give everybody a chance to tell us what they do and, and plug anything that they want to do real fast um, let's start again with BAMPS uh, without a net and anything else Give me a tell us where you can find you. Uh, Withoutanetpod.com is our like website. There's links to affiliate links, Patreon. We did a Christmas themed uh, lasers and feelings hack where Ooh. I tried to ruin Christmas nice. and four of my players as happy little elves had to try and save it. Um, <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we also have a small Call of Cthulhu one shot up there, and we just did a couple of episodes where, like, I guess like the bottle or the beach episodes from TV, where right. the players got together with one of their first shadow contacts, and they they had a barbecue, and they got to dive into a little bit of backstory stuff with some of the NPCs. And they all got really drunk, and nobody remembers it, and it's great. And they got to <laughs> they got to learn about the Minahuni. Sorry, I don't know what a, that is. Sorry, that was a, a, a Full House reference. Um, um, you you mentioned a bottle episodes. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Cassie with original yeah. box set. Tell me, t- tell everybody. Gosh, so yeah, you can find um, the podcast at originalboxset.podbean.com. Uh, I got a whole bunch of fun, cool links, and I'm about to spam in the chat so if you're there great but if you can't find us go to originalboxset.com you can find all sorts of uh cool stuff that we're doing there other than um Shadowrun uh we're go- we're going to be focusing a lot on other aspects of tabletop um ro- for role playing games this coming year um I'll be wrapping up the Shadowrun uh actual play podcast this year and then um depending on how we want to move forward with the characters that we're playing right now in Shadowrun will dictate when the podcast picks back up again other than that we're going to be doing a whole lot of uh really fun things in 2019 that I'm really looking forward to so yes definitely very exciting uh next would well uh, I'm going to jump ahead real fast to uh, Damien cuz I know that Damien has a new project that he wants to announce um if if you are 
are going to announce that, and then I'll get back on track. Yeah, I've got a lot going on right now, and, and and I mean, I guess I should since we've been pretty much dead since Gen Con this year on Violent Life, which I'm so sorry for to our to our fans, <laughs> but we have been working. Yeah. I'm working on some great stuff. Tales from the Stuffer Shack is coming out at the end, coming back for season two at the end of the month. Um, we're working on Shadow Bites right now, which is actually uh, um, a um, collaboration with Catalyst in regards to some original fiction that's being produced as an audio drama ish kind of thing. Um, with don't don't, gl- don't gloss over that. It's a it's a collaboration with Catalyst, which is no small feat. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, like this is uh, canon material uh, written mm. by Jennifer Brozek and narrated by her uh, that I'm producing on Violent Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's super cool and super encouraging to see out of yeah. out of uh, this whole partnership, this whole thing that's going on. Um, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. then on top of it, uh, I'm I've, I'm hoping to get Redman Born back on track. And then finally, um, my 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 very recent uh, and, and and I'm very passionate about a new project I'm working on called Cybernautica. Yes, it's mm-hmm. not Shadowrun, but uh, if you like Shadowrun, you will probably like Cybernautica. Uh, we, it, it's uh, conceptually, uh, at least aesthetically, uh, uh, I like to throw like uh, Blade Runner meets Bioshock. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a. Uh, it's it's definitely it's very very much its own thing and uh, you should check it out at uh, cybernauticapod.com. Yes, definitely. I'm excited about that as well. So everybody should check it out. Uh, Chris with Crit Squad, tell everybody where they can find you and what you're doing. Uh, you can find us at critsquad.com or on Twitter at critsquadcast. Um, all the various subscription links and stuff are up at the website in addition to the episodes. So you can sample it before you make the grotesque commitment of actually subscribing to a podcast. Um, it's like a demo. It's like downloading the game demo ex- back in exactly. the day. Exactly. It's the magazine with the CD <laughs> in the plastic sleeve. Right. Uh, the first 10 minutes are free. And after that, it's, it's still free. Uh, because i'm a bad capitalist right uh coming up this year i mean we're we have our we're going to uh front load a lot of our recording sessions this year and we have our first two scheduled for the end of the month so new crit squad episodes will probably be coming out end of february march ish maybe aside from like if i can talk any of you weirdos into coming on and doing a bonus episode we'll probably do that but the the story pick me pick me okay (laughs) uh yeah story's gonna continue end of uh end of february beginning of march more than likely um and then probably this year probably we'll see the end of the the arc that crit squad has been following Mm. this long uh and after that we're gonna Experiment with other stuff. Uh, John DeVries, who played 14 milligrams, uh, who left back in April, he's going to run a traveler campaign for us, which will produce the same way. And I'm working on something. We're hoping to talk Lindsay and Eric into doing something. So we're going to do like a rotating GM and awesome. play with other like obscure game systems as well, too. That's so really great. Nice. That's That probably won't come this year, maybe, but that's sort of what's on the horizon for us. That's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Mike with Drek Happens. Tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Yep, it's at DrekHappens.com or any basically any podcast player. We're on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, 
And uh, yeah, we're just starting season two in March. Uh, if you guys like the first one, that was street level shadow running. And now that they got a reputation, uh, be excited for that was just a warm up for what's coming next. Ooh, yeah. Nice to hear. Awesome. And uh, Nathan, the talent agency. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can find the talent agency on both Podbean and iTunes. Uh, in addition to that, other projects, um, I am going to be working on a zine this year. Uh, I've never published a zine before. It's going to be very exciting. It's called A Queer Cyberpunk's Guide to Tabletop RPGs. Sounds um, amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm, awesome. I'm going to kind of like cram in a whole bunch of different types of advice of running games as a GM and as a player and injecting vibrance into your dystopian future. I, uh, I'm also want to try streaming, um, at some point this year. Uh, eventually the talent agency will end and whatever new project I will do will be online based. I have, uh, no idea what kind of hardware I need to buy for that shit. So please tell me how to computer, uh, by messaging <laughs> me. At, uh, we at might, we Phantom might. Arts Ent, Phantom Arts ENT on Twitter. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we, <laughs> we might be able to help you with that, definitely. Um, Oz, tell everybody about Join the Anarchy and anything else that you're working on. Yeah, uh, Join the Anarchy, we're, uh, man, we actually just started, we're almost one year into the campaign. Uh, mm. So that's awesome. And uh, we're starting, I guess, what I would call our second act of the show which is a very organic way of looking at an improvised show. Um, so yeah, uh, join the anarchy dot shadowcasters dot network. You can see us every other, that's where you can see all of the video content that we have. So like every show that we do, we make sure that we have there for you to watch at your leisure. If you're not able to make the live shows that are on Mondays, um, every other Monday at 9 PM Eastern on shadowcasters network, Twitch. Yep, they just had one this past Monday, so um, which was yesterday. Yes, yesterday, yesterday yeah, Tuesday, yes, Tuesday? This, this past Monday. Low <laughs> yeah. those many hours ago. Uh, <laughs> man, life with children. Uh, Palmer, <laughs> Palmer, uh, tell everybody where they can find you in Radio Free Detroit. Uh, Radio Free Detroit with Ziggy the Troll is that uh, Ziggy. Da troll, that's da troll dot podbean dot com. And, uh, coming up in 2019, uh, the first quarter of 2019 is basically a crossover town for Radio Free Detroit. Um, I think we have four to five, uh, coming up like in the first three or four months of this year. So, nice. Nice. uh, if, if anybody I haven't talked to wants to do crossover stuff, uh, hit me up. Yeah. Oh man, I'm totally hitting you up. I am so excited. So let me just tell you guys, I have been talking to, uh, Palmer for like, forever uh through twitch and i'm like wait palmer's gonna be on here i totally have to be in his group i was like so i was like <laughs> finally made him in almost real life and it's great <laughs> yeah palmer palmer makes some good stuff with radio free detroit but he's also uh, uh definitely a vip over on our twitch channel um he's there all the time he's we can always count on him uh cliff mr johnson with the arcology podcast well, Twitter at Arcology Podcast, um, arcologypodcast.com is the website, or just go to shadowcasters.network and click on stuff and find cool things there too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say one of the things that I'm doing this year that is, uh, kind of newish for me or a new development is, um, I'm sort of, uh, taking Prism Shard, um, out of storage, dusting it off and, uh, um, gonna be, uh, putting, 
putting out some uh, music. I, I sort of um, <laughs> set aside my yes. musician part of my identity a couple of years ago, and I was like, you know, the podcasting thing is doing a bunch, and I don't really have time for. Anyway, I, I finally like have been crashing through my goddamn fucking void wall writer's <laughs> block, and I've been completing music, and I'll have an EP coming out. It's going to be like a dark cyberpunk techno uh, EP that I'll be talking yeah. about through um uh, through uh through the various channels. So I mean, you can you can follow Prism Shard on uh, Facebook. I don't really do anything with it yet, but there will be more coming, and uh, yeah, there will be more music. I'm excited about that. Oh, I God. love your style of electronic music i was just letting stephanie listen to my wife stephanie listened to a bunch of it um last night when she got off work and i I really dig your style so if it's if it's a i'm excited to see more stuff that you make so yeah the the techno one is definitely going to be along those styles but i'm doing some other weird stuff too like uh, working on a lo-fi hip-hop tune my daughter's drawing a cute little uh uh, very, very cute uh, anime uh, style uh, illustration for oh, awesome. uh, for the accompanying art, and um, that's totally different from anything else I've done. Well, I can't wait. And, then. So I look so. forward to this twenty uh, four hour lo fi hip hop channel to study. Also run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, lo fi hip hop to destroy companies too right. is. Uh, to be honest, I've been having a lot of fun with the lo fi hip hop. It was just going to be like a one off, just experiment, do this tune, little exercise thing. But it's, mm-hmm. I might do more. Please well, do. Hell yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Stop. And finally, uh, I'm Bobby Frankenberger. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at. Did we G- get without an event? Huh? Yeah, he was the very first one. Okay. Um, I'll just go first again. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob could just do it again. Um, no, and the, now for uh, the second hour of our wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter at GM Funky Town, uh, you can find me at complexaction.shadowcasters.network. I'm also on youtube.com slash complex action. I've got some new stuff coming up very soon. I've, I've, I've decided to focus, laser focus my energy into, into doing some really, some stuff that I've been wanting to do for a really really long time with GM screen um, a lot of my patrons will know what I'm talking about but uh, it's uh, I get a lot of I do a lot of esoteric kind of oddball rules with GM screen but I get a lot of requests of people saying I want to learn about you know initiative I want to learn about uh, just how to shoot a gun and I'm always like well that's kind of you know not exactly in the wheelhouse of GM screen I want to do more but I've decided you know what Let's just do these 101 series ideas that I've decided. So I'm going to do stuff like Shadowrun 101, the a basic rundown of the rule system and Combat 101 and Matrix 101 and a lot of stuff. And it's going to be an animation GM screen style. So that's coming. Um, that's what I'm starting to work on this month and it, it'll be coming. So very excited about that. Um, so... Uh, yeah um thank you everyone here for coming and talking to us thank you to the chat room for hanging out with us tonight and um and and talking to us and 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 thank you all for for listening to and watching and consuming the content we make we love doing it and you guys are the reason that we do it like it would not happen if it wasn't for the 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 very passionate uh uh 
like community that we have in the Shadowrun sort of community. Everybody's just every time someone makes a thing, just everyone wants to eat it up, and it feels like there's just no end to that to that passion for consuming the stuff that we make. So, um, very grateful to be creating in this this niche community. So, um, thank you, Bobby. Yes. Well, you know, I love uh, talking, so um, <laughs> every chance. Every chance I get to uh, talk and make people listen to me talk, I uh, I jump on it. Um, thank you, guys, and we will see you around the Matrix. Bye, chummers. Yeah. Bye, chummers. I have to find the button that ends the stream. Keep waving. Keep waving. Here we go. Hold on. Okay, it's this button right here. <laughs>